0: Welcome to the overflow.
1: Hey, Sally. (laughs) Thank you for welcoming me. What up? up? (laughs) I did for a second think it'd be funny if Alex and I pulled a prank and just
2: said nothing. (laughs) Sally would not like that. And just see what she does.
0: I'd probably cry. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks for not doing that. In the
2: future, maybe. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Guys, welcome back to the overflow. Great conversation last week.
2: It was. Right? Mm, Very much. It really was. Mm. I love
0: talking about Revelation. And um, it was kind of cool because we got to. Push all of my content over to this week, and I got to kind of research it even more. That was a beautiful awesome.
2: surprise, and I'll be honest, I was left with the desire of talking about today's topic. Oh good. unless there's another surprise today, good, Lord. Good,
0: yeah. No, I can't handle any more
2: surprises. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great.
0: Yeah, I want to go into story time because there has been there's been so much going on, and we had a great Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just went to bed feeling really. I don't know, filled up, loved by the Lord, loving the Lord. And it was just a beautiful, a beautiful Sunday. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, One thing I just want to give like fun updates, because we did have a big week, you know, in the Mm -hmm. last week, Mm -hmm. Uh, groups and classes opened. And so if you haven't gotten plugged in, um, those start really soon. I uh, I think they start the week of the 21st. So that's, yeah, this coming week. So if you're looking for ways to Get plugged in, study God's word alongside people who are wanting to do the same thing and um, really build that kind of community, accountability. Um, Those are amazing. Robin does a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. of setting up so many different types of groups and classes where Mm -hmm. they're topical things. So if you're in a certain stage of life where you need some friends who are also in the same stage and you just need to be able to bounce ideas off each other and encourage one another in your season. That's awesome. That the prodigal parent class that's coming up, I think is really Mm, beautiful. I think it's going to be good for parents to kind of band together, pray for their kids that um, aren't walking with Jesus right now and, and believe, you know, for good things to come for those, um, for those kids. I think that's beautiful. Um, And then, so other things, you know, Men, women, couples, and other ways to just study straight scripture. It's just going to be a great semester. So thank you, Robin, for um, Robin and Shelly. You guys have done a phenomenal job setting all of that up. There's kids care available for most, so don't let that be a hindrance um, to getting involved. And speaking of uh, other awesome things coming up, the retreat.
1: <laughs> oh snap! Is
0: I'm pretty sure it's full.
1: It is. I just looked. It is full. Yeah. Okay, so wow.
0: it's full. Uh, the fall retreat for New River ladies. So we're going to Lake Junalaska. I'm very excited about that. Um, so yeah, there also. I, I will say this: there might be a waitlist kind of. I was going to say,
1: don't let it discourage yeah. you if you haven't signed up yet. You can put get on the waitlist because there's always oh, some, some, some stuff
0: people there. have things pop up last minute and they're not able to make it. And we we love to keep those spots filled. So um, you can email Shelly at Church, if you want to be put on like a wait list and she'll be able to contact you kind of in order as if people do drop yeah. their spot. Um, and then I want to say this. This was something that I was a part of last night that our preschool, our uh, New River Christian Academy preschool, they had a little teacher retreat Mm -hmm. last night, which was very sweet, set up by the directors, Kaylee and Minda. And I just loved to see that, um, Mm -hmm. that they value their teachers so much that they would want to pour into them spiritually before
3: Mm.
0: a year of teaching kids about Jesus. And so uh, it was really funny because Shelly had prepared um, just a Devo for them, which was amazing, um, just so um, life-giving, I think, for teachers to wow. re- remind them. It was from John 15, 5. You know, I'm the vine, you're the branches, apart from me, you, can, you know, bear no fruit, all that kind of stuff. And so a good reminder for teachers to abide in the Lord this year. That is where their fruit will come from as they're mm. teaching. It's mm. where their fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness will Come from, and so really funny. She finished that, and then we were all we. Had, uh, it was me and Cassie. We led worship um, for that, and then the three of us were kind of walking out. And Kaylee was like, "Thank you guys so much." And this is really funny because what the Lord had prepared with Shelly was mm. the same. Really, was the vision they want to cast for their teachers this wow. year, and that wow. is, I just heard her say, "Like you are not working for." you know, this was Kaylee saying, you're not working for me and Minda. You're not working just for New River Christian Academy. You're not working for just your students or the parents. This is work for the Lord. And so just to know that that is the kind of vision that's being cast Mm. for the teachers in the preschool is a beautiful thing. They worshiped and just lifted high the name of Jesus. And that's sweet to know that um, our New River Christian Academy is not just a regular preschool. These are women who love Jesus.
1: Something special when spirit and unity yes that's what happens we Beautiful. have over it's like 150 kids awesome from 2 years old to 5 years yeah. so much years old I'll be here
0: so awesome incredible. so yeah it's going to be a full house I'm ready to hear yeah. kids in the building again <laughs> yeah
1: it gets a little too quiet it gets quiet. a little quiet it does get quiet <laughs> mm-hmm. but at least the bathrooms are open
0: the bathrooms are open, <laughs> a little cleaner. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Facts. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh we also had, well, of course, we kicked off the podcast last week, so that was big in a lot of ways. Jish. And then Alex
1: Didn't you say a million people tuned in?
0: One hundred million 100? people.
3: Oh
0: One hundred billion people Vastly did not that. listen to the podcast. <laughs> um. You guys want to hear some cool numbers about the I, podcast?
1: I, numbers are my thing.
0: I yeah. So let's do this. The our all-time downloads can't wait are over thirty thousand. We wow. thirty thousand downloads of our podcast, yeah. which is uh pretty cool. Does that
1: make you wonder how many times we've said something wrong to thirty thousand people?
0: I don't ever <laughs> want to go back and listen to yeah. our podcast.
3: <laughs> <Whoa.
0: laughs> I shudder to think we have any cancellations so again. Yeah. Um I think if anything, you can go back and listen to our growth over the last few years. So if you go back and listen to old episodes, just have grace. The Lord has has grown grown. us. (laughs) <laughs> Tremendously. I hope and pray. And I hope and pray that in the next 30,000 downloads, we will have grown even more. We Lord will. Jesus, please do it. Um, in the last seven days, uh, including today, we've had 609 downloads, which is pretty cool to That's hear That's crazy. So um, thank you guys for listening. This is so fun that we get to talk about Jesus. And um, I want to emphasize
1: what you said last week. Please. The, this podcast is a ministry. It is. And we want to view it as a ministry. It's not a hobby. We're using it to people about Jesus yeah. that we get to learn about mm-hmm. Jesus. So again, share that, share that with friends. Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely. That is another reason as we want to um, just kind of, again, cast more vision for the podcast, that's, kind of the reason we wanted to do more topical things Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. uh, because we do think it will resonate, you know, not everybody, we don't just want new river people to listen. We want you to be able to Mm -hmm. share it and it's relevant. And it's somebody who didn't come on a Sunday is like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. So we think some of these topical things will be a really cool tool for you to be able to, um, you know, if you have a coworker who's been like, I've really been struggling in this area, Mm -hmm. like, boom, here's a little podcast you could listen to and maybe be encouraged in the Lord. So, wow. Um, So, yeah, so those are my updates. Um, A few other things I do want us to talk about. Uh, Let's talk about Sunday service, but let's definitely talk about NRS because NRS was also back on Sunday.
3: It was wild. Um,
0: I wish everybody soon, everybody will be able to see our faces as we talk. And I wish everybody Um, could see Alex's face because you can just tell. It was a good night, huh? No,
2: it was was amazing. And just so encouraged to see um, coming back to see growth mm. to see uh there was like no um no it felt like there was no gap yeah you know like there wasn't lost time and like oh dang we got to reteach and regain all that momentum from last year yeah. or from last semester and these kids were ready
3: yeah
2: you know and a lot even a lot of new faces but regardless of that um, the beauty about children and young people is they go with the flow. Mm-hmm. They really will. Um, and the presence of the Lord is so tangible. And there was people there. I was just like, I was seeing their reactions and their faces at certain moments. And I'm like, oh, they're getting it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never seen you in my life, yeah, <laughs> but you're getting it, mm-hmm. you know? And there was a beautiful moment last night where we probably were worshiping 25, 30 minutes in and Liam felt like that unction from the Holy Spirit to get back on stage mm-hmm. and say something. And then we just continued cranking. And it was just, it was just a wall of praise, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Um, and if there's any, if anybody would join in worship and an NRS night, um, to see this is unreal. Yeah. You know, it but- really is.
0: Brandon said it was a literal wall of sound. They're so loud. They no, just it's sing insane. with such freedom.
2: And, and it's no, like, I'm not trying to cause shame to our Sunday morning church. It's just amazing to see how even last year, 60 kids can sound louder than 500 people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and there was 110 last night.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> the Lord is highly to be praised. Yeah. And And these kids are, they're grasping something.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's not just because they're, just young and they don't know life no there's a hunger Mm -hmm. there is a hunger and And that's what we should all have
0: yes I want to say Brandon. we just had like a little talk about Jesus session last Mm -hmm. night when we both got home from our things because I came home from that teacher retreat and he came home from NRS and we were just so in awe of what God is doing and one of the things that Brandon also said um, and he shared this with Liam but he just said he said to Liam I wish that my student like I wish I had a student pastor Mm -hmm. who taught like you did like with such clarity and honestly mm-hmm. um some this is not a knock or anything like everybody's just doing the best with what they have yeah. and, and you know hearing from the Lord on their own but sometimes I think there is a tendency to do fluff with students you mm-hmm. know and I, I I will say I don't think that I experienced that I, I had a great youth pastor and I feel like he taught a lot of fundamental things that I,
3: I built
0: my faith on wow. um, but I know that th- that can be the tendency and it's like they really don't need the fluff. They need the word of God. There is no hey, junior version. A, the whole, the Holy Spirit thing, will illuminate it.
2: There's the thing Liam said last night when he was talking about he was talking about God's image. Yeah. And he saw it when you gossip towards somebody, you're you're disrespecting God's image. Wow. And, and then he said, so when you're at your lunch table in the cafeteria and your friends start to gossip, just think about what you're doing. Wow. Like, given that context and that mm-hmm. depth, okay, he's explaining what God's image is. And then he's also explaining the scenario, how easy it is to just uh-huh. talk against it. Yep. You know? And so those are the things that I even he might think,
0: have to share that on the Sunday with adults. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: think, I know honestly, sure. um, I those are the convince. things I think even your husband ran and captured. Yeah. Where it's just like that is the fundamental and the like just the depths of that what is the Liam meat. is teaching examples. Yeah. The application. Wow. Mm. Very good. good. So
0: great night at NRS. No, it was awesome. Great job to Liam and Jess, and um, thank you guys for leading our students so well. Pretty exciting. Any other story times you guys have from Sunday or just throughout the week? Ways that you're seeing Um, the Lord
2: move? I was just gonna say, last week I got to do an FCA retreat for their Mm -hmm. like regional um, team. I think I'm pretty sure it was Tennessee, North, South Carolina, and Georgia. Wow. I think, Um, but got to meet. Ann Graham Lots, which is Billy Graham's daughter.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, what a beautiful soul. Aww, honestly. Yeah. Um, definitely fell in love with that woman mm-hmm. so fast. Yeah. Mm. And just her tenderness, her her convictions, um, her grasp of eternity,
3: mm-hmm.
2: how real and unafraid yeah. she is of death.
0: Oh wow. You
2: know, and the way she like just preached. Why are you scared to death? Mm. You know, and uh it, it it was just special, yeah, um one of the best messages I've ever heard in my life um from from a person, and uh, I don't know, just very, very fortunate and grateful to have been there. I didn't know she was the one I didn't know she was the invited guest speaker, yeah, and uh, I was in for a treat. Um, yeah. What a beautiful surprise, honestly. Mm. So it was an honor to meet her. Uh, I know Vernon or, you know, he used to work for Billy Graham. Yeah. And uh, I texted him a picture and he's like, oh, yeah, Graham. You Aww. know, like, <laughs> so, awesome. but it was, it was a joy, man. Good. Um, yeah. I don't know.
3: I, Will you
0: share that? Um, it's just that you shared it the other night. You were talking about just her moment to just sit and
3: eat. And yeah. Like, so <laughs> I, I one of the things, this. yeah. Um,
2: one of the things that I, I really believe I'll carry for the rest of my life is this understanding how everything we do is unto the Lord Mm -hmm. and everything we do is is worship. It's it's giving the Lord worth. And when we grow up in in church, a lot of times we have been instilled um, this concept of reverence or what to do and not to do in a church service, Mm -hmm. right? Which a lot of times is just man-made rules. Um, And so there's this moment in worship. She just got done preaching, literally... (laughs) ironically, on the book of Revelation.
3: Oh, no way. Mm. Oh,
2: yeah. So she was just doing some passages in John, but she just kept hitting Revelation. Yeah. And I'm like, this woman's amazing. Mm.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: but she just got done preaching on holy, 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 the elders, what their song is in heaven, like just mm-hmm. some glory stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We get to worship. We're singing some amazing songs. Yeah. And one song in, you know, she's she's there, she's in, she's worshiping. And then one song later, she sits down, she goes into her purse, she takes out a banana. While worship is like roaring, and she eats her banana. <laughs> when she's done, she puts her banana napkin, puts it in her purse, and then continues to worship. Mm. And I think if there's anything we can grab, like I'm serious, is is everything is worship. Mm -hmm. Even her sitting down in the presence of the Lord and eating that banana. (laughs) Like if you were to see how she was eating this banana and how at peace she was and in love with the Holy Spirit... I'm like, that is what we need to grasp. Yeah. Because yeah. again, I, I started off with saying we, we have these man-made rules, which is like, oh, that's not reverent. What are you doing? That's disrespectful. Hey, yeah. guys, stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, like.
1: <laughs> and she's just in
2: it. Yeah. We need and to hang out bananas on Sunday. There straight is. up, you know. <laughs> and it, it reminded me of this other time where uh, our friend Charlie was in Georgia at a kid's camp, elementary age. And. He, he, he starts leading worship and this one seven-year-old grabs his towel, puts it on, like puts it right in front of Charlie and lays flat with his hands on his head, just looking straight into the sky. Mm. And then more kids followed. And so Charlie's leading worship. Mm-hmm. And at first, Charlie's like, what's going on? <laughs> and then you saw um, the, the, the adult leaders like, hey, what, what are y'all doing? And Charlie said, no, 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 mm. leave them they know what worship is Mm -hmm. and they were just soaking in the presence. Mm -hmm. And so again, there's this other aspect, what is worship, you know? And so is this the beautiful surprise we're going into? (laughs) But honestly, like, what is it, you know? Um, And this is why we have to have a greater perspective, a greater revelation of what worship is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and whether it is sitting in the presence, eating banana and unto the Lord, giving him praise and thanks or completely laying flat, Mm -hmm. And enjoying um, a moment, yeah. literally enjoying and letting His presence minister.
0: I want you to also share. I'm just making you share all the stories that I love. But um, this was recently. I don't know. If, I can't remember night of worship or maybe gathering or maybe it was a Sunday. But a certain bass player was watching the crowd. There's mm-hmm. a little girl dancing. Yeah. Will you share that?
2: Yeah. So this was. Um, this was July 23rd because it was my daughter's birthday that Sunday. And I wasn't on stage. I just did the welcome yeah, um, and the dismissal that Sunday. But our friend, Randy, you wouldn't mind me sharing this. Mm-hmm. Um, Rando. Randy, one of our elders, um, literally, literally knew of our OG. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he had this moment where, and the Holy Spirit wrecked him. Um, there was this grandmother with her grandchild. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: She's like maybe two years old and during worship, her grandchild's just literally dancing on the carpet during worship. Um, Authentic, even if she's two, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's letting what feels natural to her happen. And it's, it's pleasing to the Lord. And there was this moment where Randy's like, just wrecked, Like, oh my gosh, like this little girl, she's just so free. And the grandmother picks her up. And Randy for a second is like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you go into this, like, don't ruin it. Yeah. And guess what this grandmother did? She took her shoes off and put her back on the carpet so mm. she can be free.
0: Oh, mm. I just love it so much.
2: So that she can dance with <laughs> yeah. no hindrance because she realized that the shoes were kind of like kind of high heelish. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, just barefoot.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, this is
2: holy ground. Be free this no. is on a sunday or not a worship this was on a sunday yeah sunday morning wow yeah on a sunday morning Beautiful. and that's and that's when he said he almost took his base off <laughs> he was <laughs> I like that. i mean <laughs> yeah he was a wreck yeah all right, and it wrecked him. like i had this conversation with him like two three weeks after that sunday and it was still wrecking them
0: oh you know yeah
2: um it's very powerful mm-hmm. very powerful
0: i'm in the middle of reading um called Practicing the Presence of God. Mm-hmm. And this was a book written, this guy, Brother Lawrence, who was like a monk.
3: Yes, Brother Lawrence. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. And so this was written in the 1600s, uh, but I mean, powerful mm-hmm. on practicing the presence of God. And the just overall theme all the time is this inward retreat and a the, the whole um, point of it, like it is a practice. It is something that we have to train our minds and our souls, our spirits to do, Hmm. but we have this connection with God. Like our spirits are connected with God. We just have to bring our mind, our emotions. Uh, This was Lisa and I had this great conversation about it backstage yesterday, but you know, our spirit is always connected with the Mm -hmm. Lord. It is our soul that is being transformed and our soul being our mind, our emotions. And then of course we have like our flesh, the physical things, and it is a reminding that we have this connection. And so the practicing is really as simple as in every moment, recalling God, like remembering God. Wow. And so, and then it becomes, and then he becomes our life. And, wow. and, and so anyway, it's just a beautiful thing. I'll also share just as, this, this is kind of off topic, but one of the most beautiful things that I have gained from this book so far is, um, it's when he talks about like kind of looking away for a second, whether mm-hmm. it's for sin or just yep. now also, me and Lisa also joked about this, like he's also a monk living in a monastery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't really have have a lot of other lot things of to do yeah. than uh, devote himself solely to God. Um, but one of the things, like if he looked away for a second, if he found himself, his mind wandering, and he wasn't thinking about the Lord, or if it was like, mm-hmm. you know, just straight up sin, whatever it was, wow. that he would come back to God and he would say, and if you ever leave me, this is all I'll ever be. Mm-hmm. And then I love the phrase at the end, it says, and then I have no further uneasiness about it. It's, I think that beautiful, that's mm-hmm. repentance. That is like, and if you ever leave me, Lord, I, I will only ever be this flesh. Mm-hmm. I will only fall to my sinful nature if mm-hmm. you ever leave me. Wow. So thank you for the promise yeah. that you will never leave me. That's
1: like some Paul talk.
0: Yeah. This is who, this is the fight that I'm fighting every day. And I can only not be this person all the time because of the grace of God and his spirit within me Mm. and power within me. And then, but I love, this is, Mm. you know, I know in a couple of weeks you're going to talk about shame, but you want to talk about a shame buster. Like, Lord, I, my sin is before me. I see my flesh. I know how sinful I am. And that makes me know your grace and your goodness wow. all the more, and then I have no further uneasiness about mm. it. I think the shame sets in when we have further uneasiness about it and think God must hate me, He must turn His face from me. I love that you said this on uh, on Sunday, Ryan. Like He doesn't turn His face from us because be we have
1: story. Jesus. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. No, no, no. So let's transition to it. That's
1: well, it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. All I was gonna say is, well, two things. I was I sat there, and first service is different. That's where to me a lot of the emotional worship comes because mm-hmm. that's the first time you're experiencing this second service, not, not taking away from that, but mm-hmm. I also already know what to expect. And you know, yeah. anyway, first service, the first thing that came to me is man, just how blessed we are to be able to do what we do wow. and how God mm-hmm. is using us to do things that personally I would have never yeah. imagined we could do.
3: Yeah. And honestly
1: yeah. it came from the song, mm-hmm. like singing that song, I'm like mm-hmm. Lord, how have you called all of us together for this point to mm. write, to produce, to... I don't know what you call yeah. putting the tra- the yeah, instruments together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It, it's mind-blowing. like I'm thinking sitting there as a 12-year-old boy in a Baptist <laughs> church, and now God has called us to lead this church, mm. but is using our gifts and talents to spread so much farther than just our congregation. Mm, yes Through things like the gospel and song and getting to write mm, those things. It just yes. overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I'll say this, when you hit, when you sing, show me your face, the very first line, Mm -hmm. every time, it's like, all right, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about the way you sing it, but it is just so good. Not Mm -hmm. a worship too, we talked about that. But Mm. anyway, and then it hit me during that song. It's like, what does this mean? Like, what are we asking? Show me your face. Okay, in my life, why is that, uh, let me, why is that beneficial to me? You know what I'm saying? I get it, yeah. And then it's like, you hear the rest of these words. It's because he claims victory over, in my opinion, every um, everything that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to me. It might mean something different to wow. y'all. But it's like the moment we see his face, nothing else matters. Yeah. Our trials don't matter. Mm-hmm. Our problems. Our victories don't matter mm-hmm. because we see who he is mm-hmm. in his in his glory. And then it was like, man, but not everyone gets to experience that. Yeah. No wow. one could experience that in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. They heard. They were told about him, but they never could see him until he became flesh in mm-hmm. Jesus. And he showed you his true face, you know? And I, I don't know. It was just overwhelming me. that
0: moment. You know, that really was, so I, I shared this before going into it, but on Friday, I mean, it was like a moment for me thinking about our church and praying for our church where it was like, oh gosh, like just kind of burden for it. Like mm-hmm. some people think, this is not real, and some people Mm. think this is a game, or some people think that Jesus is an add-on, and one day you will see His face shining, Mm. and you will fall before Him, Mm. and I want everyone to do it willingly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) out of worship, from a willing place, not, because like some people, you will just be compelled to,
1: Do you love, get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, no, no. How did you say it? I, forgot, I don't if you remember. How you said it second service was dude. perfect. I, I don't remember. I, I always struggle how to say you will fall. Is it's not, you don't have a choice. Oh, I, but sa- it's more, I
0: said, those who choose Jesus now and follow Jesus now, you will gladly yes. bow. Yes. Those who don't, you will do it in fear and trembling. Yes,
1: and I thought that is a great way to say that. That's loving, but it's also scripture. I mean, it's it's true. And
0: second service too, I also felt that like <laughs> this is not. Um,
2: if anybody can just grasp that, oh, I'm I know. just like stuck on yes. that. And I'm telling you Sally right now. And last last mm-hmm. week, she said the same exact thing. Wow. The who? same. Oh, and Graham. Anne, yeah. To the T, mm. and then you said it and I was like no
3: bro. way <laughs> I was the, like yeah, bro the
2: fear and trembling is it's thing everybody will bow you yeah. will but some of y'all will gladly do yes. this mm. and some of y'all will just be forced yeah you may not recognize him as lord now but you're gonna recognize him as lord you, later
0: at, I mean the lord image in revelation 4 yeah you will yeah. see that and I, that's why I say you will be compelled you, you yeah. will fall to your knees
2: there's
1: no option yeah And we can't grasp, what do you mean there's no option? Yeah. Because your knees will, they won't have- Gird
0: up my legs. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) But you know what's crazy is when everyone bows, this is in Revelation, this is in the church letters. Now the saints will bow Mm -hmm. out of adoration because it's it's an honor to do that. Others, but the saints will watch non-believers or those who rejected Christ, they will watch them bow. And it's a sign of, vengeance is the wrong word, but remember, those who are persecuted, he says, I will make them bow and you will watch them bow. He says before you, but he means before me and yeah. you need to watch it. It's like, oh my stay strong. You are right. Persevere. And even though they don't think it now, they will know and you'll get to see them see the realization of, oh, no. Yeah. Like mean, Oh, gosh. We can't. I don't know that would be that glorified. Scene, yeah. how that scene plays no, out. Because right mean, now that makes oh, me sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I know
0: there won't it, be that way right now. It's like, gosh, I But you I don't know, want.
1: that's the purity of heart. Yeah. You, it should make you sad. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And it well, should yes. push us to, one, use our lives as testimony, yes. you know, and persevere and get through it because you will be, I mean, you will have options. Yeah. You'll have opportunities, I mean, to share the gospel.
2: Well, the, the <laughs> yeah. purity of heart comes from the nature of of God and yeah. his love for people Yeah. that he would send his I mean, son yeah. to die oh, you I know road, and mm-hmm. you keep teaching on the book of Revelation where and yet people still reject God after Gosh. all these signs yeah. you, know,
1: you g- know real quick hold on to that that's the nature and character of God that we also embody yes and it just like God doesn't want to pour out this judgment on the world in the tribulation yeah He doesn't want to do that, but he has to because he's just. Mm -hmm. And that's what the thing is. It's not the wrath of God because he's an angry God. It's the wrath of God because he has to do what is right for all things in order for him to be perfect and pure. And that's to punish sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he's doing. I mean, now sin was defeated through Jesus. But if you don't accept Jesus, yep. then you have to be punished for your sin.
0: Also, I mean, wow. I know this sounds so elementary, but like if, if people could grasp the sin is paid for. It yep. is. It is. He paid for the sin of the world. Awesome all you have all. to do yeah. is receive it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it and believe it. And for us, thank you, Holy Spirit, belief feels so easy. And I just... It's like Holy Spirit, mm. please move. <laughs> Lots of people who don't believe, oh, but that was yeah. kind of yesterday. That was that sen- same sentiment in second service. I felt, for whatever reason, the need to say it in second service, not first service, that like it's not a fear tactic. S- we just know what will happen mm-hmm. to unrepented wow. sin. Um, in the end, that that's not the fear tactic. I'm not trying to scare you out of hell. I'm trying to show you the greatest treasure you could ever know. Yeah, that
1: was good too. If
0: somebody said, this will lead to death and this will lead to life, not just, not just, not just eternally, like yes, Mm -hmm. eternally, but also here. Nope. Why wouldn't you get on the train that leads to life? It's just so Well, that's what I'm saying. Hard.
1: God poured the full cup of his wrath onto Jesus. Yeah. That should have been the end. And that yeah. would have been the end if everybody received the message of the gospel. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. So that same cup of wrath is now being poured out. I'm talking about Revelation on those who reject Christ. It's yeah. just, yeah, it, it is. It's, it should burden us because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to say this. I hope it's not blasphemy, but I, it has to burden Christ.
3: Yeah.
1: Like his, his, his creation. Refuses mm-hmm. to understand the the gift mm-hmm. of grace. I think though, the other so way has like to articulate to that
2: is it's when you talk about grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. that's, what, that's what I just thought about. Again, the Trinity's three mm-hmm. in one. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you can grieve Him. Mm-hmm. You know, when you reject Him, when you like, He wants you.
3: Yeah,
2: it, it's a mystery.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: does the Bible's, because Oh, go ahead. He sorry. doesn't need anything to sustain Him. Yeah. But it does grieve him out of his love for mm-hmm. you, you know. So, does the Bible say anything about
1: uh, Jesus's emotions when Peter rejected him? You know, know. does say it say about Judas?
0: I just saw it. This was a um, a snippet of a message that was talking about that the communion meal
3: mm-hmm.
0: is a meal a meal that teaches us how to deal with betrayal. Mm-hmm. Like he Ooh. knows that he'll be betrayed, and he still breaks bread. That's good. You
2: know, no. <laughs> um, I love communion. I don't know. Anyway, I,
0: I don't think that answered your question, but
1: no, I, I don't. I don't have I just wondered I if know. if we do have like an ex, an earthly example um of Christ's emotions when he yeah. was rejected. I don't. I don't know.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. I think we see it in a different way. I think we see him crying out to God in the garden, yeah. crying out on the cross. I think that's how we kind of see
0: mm-hmm. it. I would agree with that. Anyway. Hmm was a good little uh, side combo. But I I said it last week and I'll say it again. I do think that revelation, it does reprioritize things. You know, it makes you look at people um, differently. And the hope is that it would be with more compassion and love and patience, patience like God has for his people. And that it's like, but it's also very serious. You know, there are people we need to be praying for. Yep. Um, and there may be people that, you know, I had a conversation with someone last night and she's like, I had these conversations with this person and I never feel, I, she said, I just always feel like my mouth is shut. Like, I feel like my mouth is closed. Like I can't say anything when they're saying things. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing to know. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will do that.
2: Yep. And mm. it's not,
0: that person's not ready to hear that yet, but wow. we can Still do the things that we know we're supposed to do, and that's yeah. um, by yeah. our demeanor, our character, how we treat people, and talk to people. Even if we're not even saying wow. the name of Jesus, but carrying His presence, mm-hmm. that it can shift things. And then when the Holy Spirit is ready for that person to hear, he'll, pr- he'll I open their like mouth. Like and one of my what you mean.
2: favorite fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is self-control. Yes, it's. Is do you have that fruit where the Holy Spirit's like, <laughs> don't say anything? Yeah, you know, just let me do the work. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's incredible.
0: I think a lot of times we think if I don't say, and that is that's why it's self control. If I don't say anything, they're never going to get it. They're mm-hmm. never going to know, and that, that demonstrates our um, not to shame anybody. It just demonstrates our lack of trust that Faith. the Holy Spirit can speak to someone yeah. yep. and do the work. You know, He doesn't need your words,
1: yep. but but God, He'll give
0: them to you when He, I if he say, wants to.
1: God does honor our urgency. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but. He, know, he knows the, the yeah. time, the most appropriate time. Yeah,
0: And I'll share this um, because we're on the topic of revelation. And then let's go, let's talk about habits in the household. Okay. We're not scratching the notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to say this, that this has been a new practice for me. And so I what? want to hear your thoughts on it. Oh,
3: you're about to ask.
0: So this all started night of worship. And I'll share um, just this journey that I've been on. Uh, the starting night of worship. But it was that Sunday morning. There was somebody backstage sharing that there's somebody they've been praying for and that they just want to see um, the fruit of the Lord in their life. They Mm -hmm. want to see salvation. And she had kind of said, you know, the thing is that there is no specific promise for me for this person for salvation. There's nothing in scripture that says, if you do X, Y, Z, this person will be saved. Right. There is nothing like that. Um, but she said that it was actually, and I, this is like the only name I'll really mention, but that your wife had encouraged her and said, have you thanked God for this person's salvation yet? And her That was like a
2: year. Yeah. Like before this conversation. Yeah,
0: so she was like, well, I never thought of that because yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Like we thank God for things that He has mm. done.
3: Uh-huh.
0: And I and she was just kind of sharing, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank the Lord for his salvation for, you know, his present salvation. And I it was a fleeting thought in my mind. I was like, maybe I should do that. There's just one specific person in my life that I, you know, think of mm. and pray for, not super consistently and definitely not in a way that's like, Thank you, Lord, that you're that mm-hmm. you will save her. Thank you. Wow. And so I was like, huh, maybe I should kind of do that. And I think I would have walked away that day and never thought of it again, you know, like yep. just be like, mm-hmm. that would have been cool. But I think it wasn't solid. So then we get to night of worship and um, Tammy's there. And at one point she pauses and she says two names.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is so, like, this. it just shows you that, honestly, I'll say my lack of faith that mm-hmm. God can do it. Like it's so far, for my brain even Whoa. that she said this name and one of the names is this person that I think of and hope for and pray for sometimes but not consistently so I wasn't even thinking and then like two songs later I look over at Brandon and I'm like oh my gosh oh. wait a second this could be this could be for this person wow so then I go up to Tammy afterwards. I'm like, hey, I promise I was not trying to be shy. This just reveals how far outside of the realm of possibility it feels that this person will actually come to know Jesus. And she's, here's what she said. Here's what I want you to do. Every morning when you wake up, I want you to thank the Lord for this person's salvation. I'm like, mm. okay, God, I hear you I loud and clear. It's like it was already that wow. was Tammy wasn't in that conversation that morning. She had mm. no clue. So this was just a thread of truth all day long. Wow. And so that is a practice that I've put in a place. And here's why I, I think this makes sense. Because we are told that if we ask according to the Father's will, mm-hmm. that the answer is yes, he will do it. Mm. What is more in line with the will of God than for people to come to Him? And so, I just think it practices faith. Yeah. Like when you talk about faith of a mustard seed or whatever, like to say thank you, you're gonna do, to thank Him for something He hasn't done yet. This is a new. It almost feels well, like I don't know if there's but, levels to faith, but it feels you know, like a new level um, of faith that I've never been at there's before. There's levels,
2: and uh, again, I always talk about seeing God in the right perspective. Yeah, is He the God over time? Yeah. He knows. Hmm. Yes. And it's already happened. Yes. In his book. That's it. Yeah. It's already been written. Wow. And so when you thank God, it's like done. It's done. Yeah. Just thank me for it, you know. And it and feels have faith so, for it.
0: it does feel so against like
2: hmm. can
0: you really thank God for something mm-hmm. that that has not that I haven't that hasn't been done in my time yet that I yeah. haven't seen yet? But I'm like why would I not thank him? And literally like When we, you know, Mm -hmm. if we ask according to his name and all this kind of stuff, we, sometimes it's like, yeah, well, I want the money or I want the success or I Mm -hmm. "I want this to be healed or what, and that can be a whole separate conversation. I don't mean to say that healing is not a thing, but like we want all these certain things, but what is closer to the heart of God Mm -hmm. than for his children to come home to him?
1: Yep. Um, This concept, I bring this up a lot. I don't know why I love this passage. The Israelites going to the Red Sea. Yeah. Y'all probably heard me say this before, but- Say it
0: again, because I don't remember. It,
1: it's that whole, you pray, bef- I mean, you move before it occurs, mm. and that's what faith is. They get to the point of the Red Sea, and they cry out to God, and God, <laughs> Lord told Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the people to go forward, but there's nowhere to go. Mm. So it wasn't until they took a step forward mm. in faith, then into God- Into the water. Mm. Yes, into the water, then God used Moses to split the sea. Yes. He didn't do it until they- showed faith. Wow. Uh, and I don't know it's that same kind of concept. And I think what happened was True. what it's hard th- we need to put a name on this. Liz prophesied. Yep. And that had to have been from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now whether she knew exactly what she was doing or not honestly is irrelevant, but she prophesied to you about something in then the Lord said, no, mm. you might've forgot it. might not remember this, but I'm going to put it in front of you again yeah. so that you have the faith to continue yeah. to do it. I mean, it's prophecy.
0: And I'll say this. That is. I feel like I have already seen the fruit. Mm. Um, and so I'll share this quick story about it that um, this person that I'm talking about, every time we talk about spiritual things, it's just not a part of her language. Mm-hmm. So I don't know she, if she doesn't do it to be disrespectful to me or anything yeah. like or what I believe. Mm-hmm. She's always been so respectful of my beliefs, my faith, like very respectful. Um, but when she talks about anything of it, she'll, it's like, will you put in a good word for me? Like with, Mm. you know, with God or like, he likes you literally. She said, he likes you like thinking that God doesn't like her, you know, just kind of joking, sarcasm. It's never been a straightforward, like just because I think she just feels awkward about it. It's not her again. It's not Uh her beliefs or her language. Uh Um, the other night where she was sharing some things she was anxious about. And before we got off the phone, very genuinely, not an ounce of sarcasm. It was so true and genuine. And she just said, Will you pray for me? And I just, my heart burned in my chest, like,
3: mm. Lord, what are you doing? It's like, of the heart. Yeah.
0: So it's just, I already see the fruit of that in such a short amount mm. of time of saying, Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. So I got off the I got off the phone and me and Brandon were like, Lord, what are mm. you doing? This but it's
1: also you being there consistently. Beautiful. Consistent message, living out your faith. She knew who to go to for that.
0: And listen, praying for we've said, I think this is a common concept, but when you're really doing it, you see it. Mm -hmm. Praying for someone changes you. It changes how you see things. You're on the lookout and you are more careful with what you say and don't say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're you're more in tune with what the Holy Spirit is doing with that person. When you, are, when you have skin in the game, you're invested in prayer. Mm. And so it's very interesting um, to even see how I see things differently because yeah. I know I'm praying for this person and I'm yeah,
1: believing something impossible. You. He's refining you yeah. in the process of using you in a good way yeah. to witness. Well, yeah. That's beautiful. I had someone joking when you just said that. I had someone come to me yesterday and apologize for something. We were joking, but he said, I just don't want sores and boils all over my body. So I figured I'd better apologize to you. <laughs> oh
0: my God. But yes. Thank you. was <laughs> funny. He was
1: joking, but yeah, it was kind of, of course. funny.
0: But that in the same funny. vein, if we are taught, let's go ahead and do a transition because if we are talking about praying for people, mm-hmm. wanting to see fruit in our lives and oh, other people's habits. lives, let's get to habits because this is, um, this is a huge part of that. So I'm pulling from Habits of the Household. This is a book written by Justin Whitley Earl. Mm, I hope I have that right. You did. Um, great. <laughs> and so um, I kind of shared this last week, but I had a conversation with Vanessa Garcia.:
1: You did um, not get that right? Justin Whitmill Earl. Er,
0: early. sorry, Earl, not early. Early, not Earl. Um, just you know. No, I'm
1: glad you said that. No, you we, just got fat chat. I'll
0: put it. Right.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, Twitter is gonna put some. I'm sorry, X is gonna put X. something underneath. Verified. What is Oh,
0: I don't even want to go into all yeah, that. But what is that. happening? Um, <laughs> but I had a conversation with Vanessa, and it just sparked so much for me because, again, in um, case you haven't listened to last week's episode, just she put language to something I was feeling that we just needed some structure within our house, some like targets and goals to aim for in our house. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we love Jesus. Yes, we go to church. Like those are our, you know, and we do nighttime worship song and book. That was kind of the-
2: The rhythm. That
0: was it, you yeah. know? And I was like, I, I still feel like we need to aim for something. And so great mm-hmm. conversation with her. And she was like, we have a target as a family. My kids know, like, this is our goal. And she even tell me specifically what it was, but even just knowing that I was like, this is it. We need new rhythms in our house. We need a target to aim for. And so um, after that, just, you know, of course, just happenstance us, uh, you know, just a nice little surprise, aka the Holy Spirit. I found, um, I guess it just came across my feed, but it's this guy who wrote Habits of the Household and he's sharing about the rhythms. So the thing is, mm. he's a lawyer, okay? He's also a believer, loves Jesus, but he had written, one of his first books was just about habits in general and how habits shape our life. But then he kind of expanded it into this other book that was really about your habits in the household and how you disciple your children and mm. um, the, the habits you should have for, or, you know, should, quote unquote, Yeah, but like, Formed with your wife or your, you know, your spouse, so that you can. Everybody's moving in the same direction. So, with that being said, um, I'm gonna share just a few of the the highlights from this. I want you guys to be thinking too, because I want you to share like have were there any rhythms that you had growing up that meant a lot to you or that you've carried mm-hmm. into your life now? And I don't just mean like, not just like Christmas traditions, but like right. daily rhythms that really meant a lot to you. And I'll say this for myself. I think sometimes I feel so aimless because i not shaming my parents. They did the best with what they had there were no rhythms in our life. Like it was a free for all all the time. There mm. was hardly any structure. It was everybody like eat at your own times, eat at your own place in the house. Like all those little types of things, there just wasn't a lot of structure. And so I think that's sometimes why I've struggled to find a good rhythm. Um, so there's really just nothing I can yeah. think of for us, but I love to hear uh, if any mm-hmm. rhythms have shaped your life. Now? Yeah, let's go ahead and do you
2: that. You want to go? I think the biggest one in my life, eating at the table. Yeah. Daily. Mm-hmm. No ifs or buts. Yeah. So consistent. Was this like a dinner thing? Yes. Oh, every yes. Day. Did y'all do day. every
0: meal together? Like, did y'all do breakfast together? Or was that more like everybody grab your own thing and do that?
2: Um, Our morning routines uh, during the weekday were pretty pretty different just because yeah. of schedules. Whether yeah. Whether my brother was going to work or anybody going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Or me going to school. Yeah. Uh, But dinner, that was... Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. That's awesome. And it was a beautiful Holy Spirit gift because nobody taught my parents that. Mm. Same thing like you just expressed. Yeah. Free for all. Um, And so the gift is this. It's the gift of, hey, mom, dad, I want you to take your kids and eat dinner every day. And then years later, you'll see um, how significant this is. Yes. You know?
0: Did you value it as a kid? I
2: actually, I actually did Good, because yeah. um, our best conversations happened in two places, mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. We always talked about the Lord, yeah, and His goodness and the things that He's doing. Like it was always testimonies, yeah. like, and it wasn't that it was just like religious repetition of "oh, here we go again." No, no, no. it was authentic, genuine, like in awe, yeah. you know? And so it was never sarcastic. It mm-hmm. was never, um, you know, any in that regard. And then the second place that was always, always, always awesome was my parents' bedroom. Like yeah. we would always have late night conversations. Mm-hmm. And those were some of the biggest trials in my life because, um, as much as I'm alike with my dad, mm-hmm. um, which just for context, he's my stepdad. Yeah. I don't ever call him that. Um, as much as we're alike, we're also like polar opposites. Yeah. Um, and so those were the moments where like we would get into very interesting like tension. Yeah. Especially when it came to theology, and not that like we were um, hindering the the prior primary things. Yeah. Like We of course agreed Jesus is King yeah. and <laughs> the Trinity and and a lot of things on salvation. I think the things as a teenager for me, I was hitting a lot on why do you do these religious things mm-hmm. or legalistic things
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i'm this teenager like having um really good points mm-hmm. but my dad always hit me with the hardest thing you don't even read your word
0: Uh yeah
2: even though i was saying things that are actually pretty true and biblical yeah. but he was noticing he's like you're saying these good things but you're not like hungry for his word you're wow. just Straight emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it, it stirred some things up in mm-hmm. me. I gotta read I <laughs> gotta
3: read. you got <laughs> wrong. know why I'm so saying what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Awesome, awesome times. Oh, yeah, um, those are two rhythms in so my life. Do you got any, Ryan? Well,
1: ironically, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, uh-huh. Dinner table. And for, so, uh, kind of the, honestly, I like the same thing you just said. Mornings were chaos because yeah. we had, so I, I'm one of three. I'm the youngest, but my sister's five years old. Our brother's two and a half. So we were on different schedules. Yeah. So as far back as I can remember, I don't remember us ever eating breakfast together yeah. unless it was a special moment. Or like a Saturday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lunch, too. I mean, lunch was right at school. But yeah, I mean, every night it was dinner. Yeah. Unless something, he, my dad was at church or sports or whatever. But mm-hmm. we made a point to have dinner. And what I remember, um, we always started dinner with prayer. But after prayer, we'd have this, have you ever heard of the daily bread? Yeah. It's like a little plastic yes. loaf of bread with scriptures in it. Yes. And uh, so I used to always, my mom would always bring those out and make um, me and my brother and my sister read them before we eat, yeah. which wow. is honor of the Lord. But what's funny is I used to talk about this at the church I was at when I was a student pastor. And when we left, one of the students gave me Upright a enough. daily bread. Wow. I have it somewhere up here. You um, do? Really cool. I've, yeah, I've, used, it. I've seen it. It kept falling off my desk wow. and things scattered. But the are little Bible verses. So anyway, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. The thing about reading the word my parents never, in even devotions, except for again special occasions, we never sat down and did like a devotion together or read the Word together. Mm-hmm. But my hunger for it came out of watching my mom be consistent every day in the Word, wow. Wow. and it it piqued my curiosity to like, why do you why do you enjoy that so much? Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest, I don't like reading, mm-hmm. so that had no interest until I. I wanted to, I, and I asked her. I sat down like, "Like, why do you enjoy that so much?" And then just the explanation—I can't remember exactly what she said, but yeah. what she said was so beautiful and so pure. It was like, man, I need to <laughs> read what you're reading mm-hmm. now, I read it in a different way now than I did then because I didn't understand as much as I do now. But mm-hmm. the, you could see how the Lord kind of shaped and refined yeah. uh, my wisdom for the Word, starting with just watching my mom be consistent with yeah. it. The, so those are those are kind of things.
0: That's it. Those are the. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the let me say this too. To sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, but also watching my father and mother, um, respond to each other the way they did through Mm. marriage. So watching their marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it was, it was also pure. They loved one another. Uh, You you know, people say this and I don't know the meaning behind it necessarily, but
2: like I did never see them fight. I think you mentioned that before. too. I saw my mom one time in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a time. Get angry, like to the word where like she said a few things, Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. Yeah. I've never seen them argue. I've never seen my dad be disrespectful. Right, my yeah. mom be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Such a love for one another. Um, and that's why we were even, it sounds weird. Like, what do you mean you were in your parents' bedroom every night? Like, we would have these beautiful conversations yeah. almost mm-hmm. daily yeah. at night, you know? And so to to, as parents, to invite your kids into the room and to have, to be so open and transparent and not like off guard, like, hey, I'm too busy for you. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. no nah, man, my parents always made room for us. That's always. Awesome. And those
1: are the, again, same same type of thing. But just, yeah, watching them love each other in a respectful way mm-hmm. and watching, now I can look back and see it, watching my mom biblically submit to I my know. father. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, amazing. all those things help shape, um, well, who I am today too, but also my marriage. I'll say one more thing.
2: Um, you know, I'm 29 years old and I was at my parents' house not long ago, a few weeks ago. And my mom texts me while we were slept, we slept over their house. And she texts me one morning. She's like, Hey, what are you doing? Like early in the morning. I'm like, nothing. She's like, can you come to my bed? Aww. And she just wanted me to lay in bed with her.
3: Yeah,
2: You know? Sweet. And so I think there are certain things in our heart and in our mind, we need to like, um, ask the Lord to heal mm-hmm. and to perhaps even replace with a something more pure. Mm-hmm. There's nothing weird. Yeah. about having your adult child. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um spend time with you even yeah. if, you know even if it's in your own bed.
3: Yeah.
2: Um so d- I just feel like saying that Yeah, because if it's mm-hmm. not part of your rhythm at some point your child's going to be older or your child is older. Mm-hmm. Um and the Bible's pretty clear when your child gets married mm-hmm. they they're supposed to biblically separate from yeah. you. Um but it doesn't mean that you cut them off.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah.
2: like and not in the eyes of a parent, they're always your baby,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know? And so I just, if I can encourage anybody like to do that. Yeah. Um,
0: I, a thing that always sticks out to me and I think about it. Um, and it's funny cause it's an example that Shelly's dad would have left, but it's something that I want to implement in our family, which is really sweet. But that just that some of her most like fruitful edifying and just life giving conversations were like at the end of the night, her dad, oh, why am I crying <laughs> <laughs> well, my in the because right now. you're
1: Sally. <laughs> you're but a chicken tender.
0: I am. Um, that he would come sit at the foot of her bed, you mm. know, at the end of the night. Mm. And that's where they would just process and talk. And that's where she learned mm. a lot about Jesus. And mm. um, from a man who also loved Jesus so much. Yeah. And so uh, I remember it was like a couple years ago. Um, you know, Levi's getting older too. And he just wants to have, he's just, he's not just a little toddler kid no. anymore. He's like no. a kid. He wants to have like, he's
1: inquisitive.
0: Yes. Big kid conversations. And I remember one night specifically, she just said it was sweet to, she kind of was at the foot of the bed and just was having a long talk with him. And it just kind of made her feel like when her dad would do that and mm. like, the,
3: those crazy. are the moments
0: we have to grab those, oh, yeah. mo- not just grab them. We have to intentionally, I think, make time for mm-hmm. things like that. And I do want to say this, like, I want to stick into having these, this conversation, the, what these are, are liturgies. So like, they just feel like, Maybe they just feel like normal rhythms or something like that. But what you're doing is you're creating a liturgy, and the the definition he gives for that in this um, in this book is a liturgy in the formal sense is a pattern of worship that re- we repeat over and over, hoping that the pattern draws us into worship and forms us mm. in the image of the one we worship. And so um, I, I mentioned this already, but sometimes we will despise liturgy and make and and call it legalism. Mm when really it's just a discipline. Mm-hmm. It's just a self-discipline to make yes. sure that we are having a specific set aside either time or rhythm in our life that gets our eyes back on what's important and allows allows room for God to make us into His own image. Mm. And so, making sure that we're practicing certain liturgies throughout the day are the things that not only edify us and transform us. This is what helps shape our children into yeah. the, the little Christ followers that they will be. And liturgies are not just set apart for like parents with children. Yeah. You create your own patterns and one of the things I love, he says this, he says, you cannot think yourself out of a pattern that you didn't think yourself into. You practiced yourself into a pattern. So you have to practice your way out of it. Hmm. So sometimes liturgies, when you're first starting, feel it it feels awkward. It can feel weird. It's like, why am I even doing this? You're practicing yourself out of, and sometimes you're practicing yourself out of laziness. Mm -hmm. You're practicing yourself out of Pride. uh, pride, out of numbing your mind with, mm-hmm. you know, shows or something like that, that stuff can feel awkward. You're like, yeah. I would rather be mindless well, or, you know, not have to think about anything right now. And I'm just, that one's probably the closest one for me. Let's so,
1: reset in your mind and remember the time that you have is not your time. Exactly. It's, you're giving it your God has blessed you with that to be responsible with it. Yes.
0: And so it says, um, the art, the heart always follows the habit. Um, and, It says why? Because habits are kinds of liturgies. They are little routines of worship and worship changes what we love. So you can have whether you oh, think you have liturgies right now, you do. You have a certain way that you do, that you have mm-hmm. your morning, whether it is perfectly structured to have your coffee and your mm. quiet time and whatever, or whether it's perfectly structured to hit snooze. This is, I'm adding myself, yeah. hit snooze seven times, <laughs> wake up in a panic, rush your kids out the door. I've created a liturgy, you know, and that's not the kind Dude. of liturgy or rhythm that you want to have in your house. Wow. This was where I really needed a lot of structure. Mm. Um, and so uh, one of the things that I, I'm going to read, this is kind of a long passage, but I think that it's worth reading. This is um, Habits of the, this is one of the chapters, Habits of the Household as a Rule of Life. Stick with me, guys. Okay. Don't oh, do I'm closing my okay, eyes. Here to we focus go. Like the idea that we should be attentive to our communal habits is not new. Not at all. There is an ancient monastic or like. This is like monks, okay? Mm. Monastic term for this idea. It's called a rule of life. A rule of life is a pattern of shared habits intended to shape a community in the love of God. The concept of a rule of of life gains some of its roots in the story of Daniel and the way that he and his fellow servants insisted that while they would serve in Babylon's courts, they would follow a different pattern of living. Their commitment to specific habits of eating, drinking, and praying their rule of life, Mm -hmm. it is what allowed them to be in the world and not of it. Wow. So that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about your family household habits. This is why I wanted to do it close to the beginning of the school year because it shakes us up. You're settling back into Mm -hmm. a rhythm before you settle into your liturgy for the next, Mm -hmm. you know, eight months or however long school is, before you do that and then, you know, set free for the summer again, let's build on really good habits. And so I'm not gonna read this whole book. The uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that he goes on to say. Another like monastic term um, that that they would use a lot is that your home or your place um, of dwelling or your communal whatever that the other term for it was school of love. This is where you learn how to love and be loved by God. Mom. What we do in our house with our time with our family with and even if you're single, how you invite people over to dinner or have people in your home like the the. If you're alone, if you don't have anybody coming mm-hmm. over, your liturgies matter because they mm. your your um, rhythm really does shape yep. who you are, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it should wow. be in the image of Christ. So that,
1: that thing you just read yeah. about Daniel that reminded me of honestly kind of what we're going through right now. So our boys are now in public school for the first time ever, yes. and honestly, that was difficult for us just because look at the world. I mean, now who knows how much of that is true and how much of it's scare tactics. I'm not going down that road, but either way, we were nervous about sending them into this world, especially because all they have known is new river. Right. But then the Lord really honestly said something to me that was just, I don't even know when, but it was like, it's not that they, we need to be afraid to put them in there. What we need to do is disciple our kids at home so that they're prepared to go into the world.
0: Listen, this is exactly what I'm going into. So Ooh. what you do, like the way to shape these habits is quote unquote rules, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, here are the kind of the rules we abide by to help disciple our yeah. kids. But listen to this, the Latin root for the word rule didn't mean a law that you had to obey. It, um, it, mm-mm, not connotated, that's not it. What it really meant. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a bar or a trellis. And it's a framework that allows life to flourish. That's what you're talking about. Mm. So the thing is, I don't have to fear what's happening outside. I need to create the framework and trellis work mm. within our home that when they go out into the world, they flourish. They're
1: prepared for yeah. it. That's So it. here's what we do, though, as parents. And I'm not, listen, this is my own opinion. Yes. Because everyone knows what's best for their individual yes. family. But at the same, same time, I think... As parents, we want to protect them, but sometimes it's overprotection, mm-hmm. and we shelter them. And then when they're not, when one day they do have to go into the world, they're shocked, they yeah. don't know what how to respond. And a lot of times they fall into the world because they're not being prepared of how to deal with right. it. And I'm telling you, Levi, so Levi and I, he's eight years old, mm-hmm. started this um, seven day devotion mm. on, well, sex, Just be yeah. honest. And we thought, This is the best time because we want to teach him the biblical view of sex before he might hear it from a fourth, fifth, sixth grader at the school he's at. And this is what was so telling to me. When I told him, we're going to sit and do this for seven days straight, his eyes lit up. He was so excited that I was giving him my time to take him through a devotion. Mm -hmm. Now he didn't know Mm -hmm. what was on yet. And his eyes really lit up and we're like, what the? But the point is like, he was excited that we were together. I was teaching him something. And I knew what I was doing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they want that. They want attention. They want to be taught. They want to be discipled. um, And that only sets them up for where they're going in the future.
0: And I'll say this, I'll I'll read this last quote, and then I'll stop quoting from this, and I'll tell you some Mm -hmm. of the takeaways that we had. But these communities, this was... um, talking about the laws, the trellis work that you're doing. These communities realized that if they didn't shape their trellis of habit, the world would shape one for them. They were saying, if we don't have radical communal habits to form us, we will end up conforming to the communal patterns around us. Yes. So whether, whatever it is, the, the bottom line is, is that no matter what you're doing with your kids, with your family, whether they're public school, whether they're homeschool, if you're still not doing the trellis work right. at home, it won't matter like yep. what they will be conformed by the world. So it really is a heavy yep. burden on parents for your kids. Like this is you want to talk about take up your cross. You want to be refined mm. by the Lord. Understand that, especially if you have kids, your life is definitely not your own. Yep. It, it can't be. It has to be around creating you know, this framework for your kids.
2: You know that, um, I don't know how to call it, but when you tell somebody not to do something and it gives them the hmm. curiosity to yes. do it, um, it's even like very biblical when you like put so much fear into something and it actually produces yes. the desire to want to do that. Yeah. And one of the things that I loved Lisa Bevere did when she was raising her boys is she never said, don't do. She always said, it's not time. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to sex or other things, she's like, hey, son, it's just not time. Yeah. And it ne- she never placed this rule of don't do, don't do, don't do. The irony even in my life, and I'm not blaming my parents, mm-hmm. but both my parents separate relationships had kids before marriage.
3: Yeah.
2: So their greatest fear, guess what What it was?
3: Yeah.
2: It was that their son would mm-hmm. have a kid before marriage. Mm-hmm. And so one of the constant conversations in my life was, Alex, don't do, don't do, don't do, yeah. don't do, don't do. And guess what my one struggle was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the desire to be intimate with yeah. now my wife. Thank yeah. the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, but... All all that to say, I love how you were putting the whole framework with mm-hmm. the rule. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I would uh, I would encourage others to just don't put these rules, if not put these boundaries, yeah, yeah, and and explain the dangers of what outside mm-hmm. those boundaries are without putting the desire to want to experiment the thing outside yeah. that boundary. Yeah. yeah, the other way to say it is give them the purpose for the framework.
3: Yes, and so,
1: mm-hmm. so with Levi talking about this devotion. The way I said it was, the Lord instructs us not to have sex before marriage. And here's the purpose, because mm-hmm. sex is uh, created for these purposes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I left some out because he's eight years well, old. Yes. Eight years old. Yeah. It's,
0: <laughs> you got the wisdom. Right, it, right. Know. It was
1: more the yeah. be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I was trying to explain to him before marriage is, here's why the Lord instructs mm-hmm. us to mm-hmm. wait, because here's why. Mm-hmm. You Anyway, so you, you're right. I'm in the framework, but also giving them... It's vision too. I mean, that's a fancy word to say. You're giving them a vision of why, purpose of why God. And says
0: I, I want to say, like this framework, what you're really doing is you're building the foundation for a trustworthy relationship. Yep. You're no longer just the master parent saying, "Do this, don't do this." You have trust. Yeah. The the communal habits that you're mm-hmm. that you're building are, and this is why I love the book because it's around playtime, it's around devotion time, it's around how mm-hmm. do we handle screens. It's well, there's so much practical with, and so I'll just keep pointing to the book, like just go read the book, especially if you're in a stage with young kids. Um, but I mean, it's how do we build habits and quote unquote, trellis work Mm -hmm. and law or rules around making sure that we're protecting the relationship of our family. That way, when we get to hard topics and get, there's a trust built. I'm not just telling you what to do and not to do. You trust that I really do have the best in mind for you. That sometimes, I do wonder if there was like a generation of parenting where it was like, I go to work, I'm tired. You're just going to do what I tell you to do. And then that's why there's the, Mm -hmm. you know, a wave of like, we joke right now. Yeah. there's like there's kind of a generation. it's like, where are the grandparents? like where did they where did they go? Yeah. Oh,
2: and, 100%. you know
0: it's kind of yes. like we're kind of out here fending for ourselves, but I think the a lot of the relationships were broken when it was like you're in my house, it's my way or the highway, and it was just a bunch of rules passed down. but like where was the love and relationship mm-hmm. and trust? Uh-huh. Um so I love watching relationships that have that. I'm like, gosh, you you, you must have built a framework yep. of love and trust in your house. And it was yeah. built around your communal habits. It wasn't everybody's allowed to come home and go to their room for six hours and nobody talks to each other, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, it's um, prioritizing habits that actually keep us connected. Yeah.
2: Cool. The, other, the other habit too that was very instrumental to my relationship with my parents is they made it a thing without knowing how significant it was, yeah. but also— talking about their history. Yes. You know, yeah. so I know my parents' love story. Yeah. I know um, how long they've known each other. Mm-hmm. I know their family history, like where do our families come from? Yeah. And so all this stuff, you're talking about communal, um, what, did you, what was the phrase you said?
0: Habits. Habits, yeah. you
2: know, like transparency, mm-hmm. the depths of knowing someone mm-hmm. is supreme like it
0: do you know do you know like their traumas do you know like things like yeah, bad things have happened so, i think and that everything a with thing time too. like
2: obviously like what we're saying is everything in god's timing mm-hmm. but as i've gotten older um and even when i was a teenager not just when i'm an adult like, yeah. in my late 20s but um as i got older in my late teens my parents would open up a little mm-hmm. bit more into yeah. what occurred
3: yeah
2: you know um and then in my lowest point of my life um where me and my mom, we had a lot of reconciliation happen. Mm -hmm. She then opened about a lot of things, you know? And so I didn't know, like, um, the drug abuse that occurred in Mm -hmm. my mom's side of the family and how when she was six years old, she sees her aunt and uncles overdosing, (laughs) you know, like six, seven years old. It was a norm to just see people passed out or, Mm -hmm. you know, or my dad to have seen abuse, like, um, like violent bloody abuse, you know? Um, My mom too, like in her teenage years, like to see a grown woman fight a grown man, you know, and I'm not trying to trigger anybody, but these are the realities that um, they poured into me this transparency to build such an awareness, you know, of how dark the world can be. At the same time, um, it shines a light on who Jesus is. Because then I got to see the fruit of my mom and dad. I've never seen my dad raise his voice raise his hand, normal mom, such, such honor to her husband, Yeah, you know? And so, and whenever there was those, like, that's where I learned self-control too, Mm -hmm. how to be slow to speak. Because even Mm -hmm. in the moments where my dad messed up, my mom knew it's not time to correct this. Mm -hmm. And my dad, that same. So I learned wait till you go home or wait till you have a private moment Mm -hmm. to address something. At the same time, the Bible teaches, do not let the son Go down Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and so I learned all these things, Mm -hmm. you know, just... As a teenager, yeah. as a kid and as a teenager. So these are extremely vital.
0: That's good. Mm. Um, I just want to share a few of the things that we took away from this. So the um, Habits of the Household, it does cover lots of topics. So it covers what do we do about, and again, it's very practical. And you can take and leave, he says it throughout the whole thing, you can take and leave any of the stuff that they've adapted for their home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I love that he shared so much because I felt like we were structureless and aimless in every area. So it really gave us some some cool things to think about and to start structuring our life around. Uh, But it has ideas for mealtimes, for how to discipline. I love the discipline chapter because it is so grace-filled and I don't feel like that has been my natural default. It's just been what I grew up experiencing as far as discipline. And so I, in some ways felt like I didn't know any better. And so it's just been that's been a huge tool. So, how to how to discipline properly and in a way that honors and glorifies mm-hmm. the Lord and your child, like uh, honors your kid yeah. um, as a person, you know, who's growing and learning. Um, ideas around screen time and how to do devotions, marriage, work, play, conversations, and bedtime. Bedtime was a cool one too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, those are some of the the topics that he touches on. Here are a few things that we walked away with for our house that I would suggest as well. So one of the things is um, either a mission statement or like three main things that you want to see happen in your house. Like that Fix your eyes on Jesus that remind you we're all working towards this one goal so that when emotions are high, when tensions are high, when pride is high and all that kind of stuff. How can we refocus and remember we are a team in this house and we are working towards one goal with one another? Um, And so I'll share a few of the things that we did. We, We have these three things for us. We love God for who He is and trust in everything that He does. Jesus is King. Uh, This is number two. Jesus is King. And because of His great love for us, we have everything we need. Mm -hmm. Three, the Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, and our guide. And so um, we just wanted something that highlighted God the Father, God the Son, Mm -hmm. God the Holy Spirit, and making sure that we're kind of in line with those things when things get chaotic. Another thing that we did is like 10 core values like that we just want to... Um again try to refocus uh-huh. us sometimes. So if you want to like figure out some core values for your house, you're welcome to take these. These were just things that um when Brandon and I talked, we we're like, what do we want to see happen in our house and happen for our kids?
1: Now do you have these like somewhere?
0: That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we wrote them out and I want to get something yeah. that's like printed and framed. I just haven't done it yet. Um, but we just both have like a shared note in our phone. Mm-hmm. So that's really it. Um, so, we spend time with God. That's a priority. These are things we want to prioritize. So, that's a priority. Uh, we shine the light of Jesus and how we think, act, and speak. That's one that we can point our kids to a lot. Like, wow. how we shine the light of Jesus, you know? Mm. Uh, we ask this Holy Spirit to help us become more like Jesus. We speak kindly and gently to each other. We practice love by putting others before ourselves. We believe the best about ourselves and others. We seek opportunities to bless others generously with our time and money. We tell the truth and live in the light. We laugh and dream and dance and play because God made life so fun. And we forgive as deeply and completely as Jesus has forgiven us. Mm. Those are things that we want to value in our house. Now, listen, if you have my kids... In kids care <laughs> or river kids <laughs> and they're not doing those things. Don't rub them in their face. Okay. We're all a work in practice. I want to say this
2: to you. They're, <laughs> they're, they are still trapped in the kid's body. Yeah. yeah. They're still kids.
0: We're still, we're trying.
2: I do
1: want to say this. I think, um, I know how you're saying you do, you feel like you don't have structure and that's fine. I think mm-hmm. the Holy spirit has also led you to this, but at the same time, y'all, you and Brandon are still were and still are doing the most important thing. And that's yeah. to live Jesus, yeah. to live your life, uh, guided by Jesus. Yeah. So even though you might feel like all this hasn't occurred mm-hmm. yet, your kids are still honoring Jesus mm-hmm. as what? A five to six year old yeah. and holds Nora.
0: She's two. Yeah, going okay. On and they
1: you can see <laughs> their love for Jesus right now. Yeah. Just because of y'all. So anyway, mm, my thing is like nice. don't shame yourself because of that, because you God is still using you to do a lot of things. Yeah. Now he's saying, let's take it to the next level.
0: That's and I feel that way about other people. I don't yeah, want yes. anybody to yeah. feel overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, look at all the things I'm not doing. That's not the purpose. Right. That's not it's, it. It's if you're looking for, and I think some people are, I think a lot of moms feel this way. Like How do I do more with my kids? Because sometimes I just don't know what to do. That's all I'm saying for this book. And again, out of this entire book, we pulled like three or four things that we're like, that's what we're doing right now, you know? And I'll probably read it again in a couple of years and be like, oh, I think we can start doing this now, you know? So it's all about building and growing. The whole point is to, just not stay stuck where you are. Right. It's not a huge list of rules of Make things progress. you should be doing. For and I'll sure. say,
1: um, I know you've already said this, but yeah. just to reemphasize it, is that this isn't just for those who have young kids. Yes. It, it doesn't matter uh, where they are in their life stage. Well, I guess it does, but you know what yeah. point. If they're in your house, you can start this at any point. I agree. Also for married couples, you yes. can pull some of this stuff out and start it as married couples. Even yes. if your kids are mm. um, gone married and have kids themselves, mm-hmm. you can still do these things um, as as couples and parents.
0: Yeah. And there, there's a whole chapter on that about your like marriage or relationships to create liturgies, create these rhythms that Mm -hmm. keep you connected, keep you honest, keep you growing in the Lord. So I totally agree with that.
2: We have some, um, I think it may have been like two, three years ago. Um, I had written down some like family values. Mm -hmm. Um, and ironically enough, I think we went into what store was that? I don't know if it was a Hobby Lobby or something. I remember this story. It was line for line, um, the essence of everything I wrote. That's and right. so this is why we have it in our house. But yeah. it says um, the first one says, Love like crazy, mm. share our stories, oh, yeah. serve others, listen and learn, support each other. And that's a whole family unit mm, thing. We're mm-hmm, a team. Mm-hmm. Forgive and forget, which this one is, I've had conversations about this word forget. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to forget. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just, what did, did, you send me that? I just saw that on real. It was like, or maybe someone was talking about it. it's impossible to forget. Oh, it was Javen Chavez.
2: Yeah. It's impossible it's to yeah, forget. Yeah. Javin. Yeah. But there is such a a, a grace that it takes mm-hmm. to not let it, be a stronghold mm-hmm, in your life. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the essence of forgetting. Yeah. Um, because even the God of the universe casts away your sins yeah. and the blood of Jesus covers it. And yeah. God the Father doesn't see it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is love un- unconditionally
3: mm-hmm.
2: because that is the love of Christ. It is. That is the c- love of Christ in its pure purest definition. Absolutely. So that's that's our it's family. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um Gosh, beautiful. sorry. <laughs> no that's good man yes
0: um the last thing that i just had kind of written down to share that really helped me so maybe this will help um some other people but some of the mentalities that i also carried out of this book that really changed the way i viewed some things so a few of the mentality now uh, most of them are kid related but um number one one of the things i love that he said is kids they're not problems to be solved they're image bearers to be loved Yes, that will change everything. Oh, yes. that, it'll no. change everything because not convicting. Me. Okay, um, sorry, Lord.
1: Uh, no, I should be saying that. Yeah, you? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: no. I love that, and it, it really good. did. I remember reading that, and it was that same like, "Oh Lord, you have to help me. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to help me," because I do often think like, "How do I? How do I fix this? You know, or whatever." But it's really. Um, they're little image bears
2: mm. wow.
0: to be loved. And it was what were you were you saying that that about gossip? Oh, that Liam was saying that. Yes. Even about our kids, mm-hmm. you know, that what are we saying about them or over mm-hmm. them when they're really bearing the yeah. image of God?
1: Yep. Yeah, that's tough. Can we still like love them as image bearers, but also need a break? Sure. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Even 100. Jesus needed to get away oh, yeah. from the disciples. Thank sometimes. you. Yep. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Big babies no. sometimes. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, the number, the, the second thing, this was, well, maybe this is just for me, but we don't get to take our frustrations out on our kids, mm. especially for our own actions slash consequences. And Ouch. I think if we made a poor decision, you know, it's like if oh. I decided last minute, oh, we need to go somewhere and then they're not hurrying as fast as they should. And then I'm upset. That's my problem. You know,
2: the other, something that hit me, uh, I shared this with a lady yesterday because she was also talking about sending her kids to public school. Um, But I, I shared this thought where so often we try to correct our kids and resolve an issue. And we think it only takes five minutes, but it actually is supposed to take five weeks.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: And so like it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, why? Yeah. You just want to like snap your finger and you try to correct and you should just get it plain and simple. Yeah. Mm. But the Lord is so patient with us and he yeah. knows mm-hmm. no, this is going to take a journey of time. Wow. In order to see you grow and, and be quicker to yeah. respond to my presence.
3: That's so good. And so
2: when you, when you're with your child, you got to understand how consistency with that, yeah, with that issue or that tendency, mm-hmm. it's not going to be resolved in five minutes, yeah. but daily through a matter of time, mm-hmm. you'll see it resolved, mm-hmm. you know? And so I shared that with this lady. I also told her, um, going, talking to you, Ryan, like, believe that your child is is a child of the light. Mm -hmm. And when they step into, let's just say public school, that your child would be a light. Yes. That's
1: what, you know, I was going to say that earlier. You said something more with Jason. And that's the Mm -hmm. disciple them now so that they're prepared to be the light in this world. And you even went as far to say, it's not coincidence that they are this age growing up in this world for
2: this time. Yes. It's under the sovereignty of God. He and he can use them. One of the things I would love to see people, as they continue to just soak in the Overflow podcast and our and soak in our church, is um, to to have the right perspective. Why do we why do we say like the kingdom of darkness is greater than the kingdom of light? Mm-hmm. And so, like sending your child, wouldn't you have the faith that the kingdom yeah. of light is more victorious than the kingdom of darkness? Yeah. That's so good. But why do we tend to just exaggerate? Yeah. Um, the kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. because it's just right in front of your face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the king and the kingdom of light is an invisible kingdom like wow. there's a yeah. reason why the darkness yells louder mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean like, yes. it's, like as a, it's
1: like that that kid who wants attention so he's yelling louder mm-hmm. yeah where the lights just yeah. is who he is yeah so, and that's what I'm saying by sheltering sometimes and again this is individual families I'm yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but sometimes when we shelter we <laughs> we're stopping there them being a light into the world out of fear for what? Because we don't
2: have faith that God will will protect them and our own discipline to disciple our kids. We said this on the podcast a long time ago, but shyness and passivity is not a fruit of the spirit. Mm. It's not. Well, my child's just shy. No, no, no. Like call the roaring lion out of that child, Mm. you know? And so the same way going back to thanking God for somebody's salvation,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. well, we'll, uh, how would you say like, Call that out of mm-hmm. your kid. Yeah. You know? The That's king good. like the king. Yeah. The lion is in your kid. yeah mm-hmm. Call that out. Yeah. You know? Um, but like you said too,
1: there is a time for that. Yeah. And sometimes God has given us discernment as parents to know when it is time for that to happen. Mm-hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's good. Uh two other two last things. Uh this has this also changed my life. And the, uh, a quote that you said a long time ago, it was like several years ago, but that humility slows down. Yes. I mean, it's shaped a lot of my parenting. And this
2: uh, what, what humility
0: slows down. Like, so humility slows down for people. You're not, you're like not Like true humility,
2: you'll slow down for others. Oh. Yeah okay, I'm with you. (laughs) I had to get there.
0: (laughs) So this is one of the concepts in the book is that um, to slow down and invite your kids into everything that you do. This is part Mm. of the, um, Mm -hmm. this is the part of the doing life together. This is a part of the liturgy, the communal habits that Uh it's not, I'm just trying to get everybody's lunches ready. I, to today I was getting, you know, snacks and everything ready. I'm like pouring popcorn into bags. And Jude was like, can I pour that? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, here we go. I'm like, anticipating a disaster. But <laughs> why not? Why not Bro. slow down and invite him in? So literally yep. everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so not just, uh, this is one of the things, not overlooking, pushing past or pacifying them just so we can get stuff done. They're invited into everything. That happened to
2: me last week when I was packing up all my gear. Yeah. And and for some reason, why am I in a rush to get back home? Yeah. Like, we're, we got plenty of time. Yeah. And my son Noah wanted to help bring his gear to the car. Yeah. So he started like, he got really sad and I'm like, you know what? I opened my case and I gave him (laughs) an item. Yes. But that meant the world for him. Yes. Because again, how are you supposed to teach that we're a team when you just want to do it with just mom and dad?
0: Yep. That's it.
2: You know? So selflessness and embracing your team.
0: That's so good. This last thing I'll say, and um, honestly, I had a conversation with Charlie the last time that he was here that kind of shaped this as well this was awesome um and the last little like mentality thing is no secrets everything in the light and mm. so we were talking to charlie and um i just kind of asked like do you guys mainly speak spanish or english at home like you know when you're with your kids and what do they speak and um he's i think he said they mainly speak spanish or they just they, always they speak spanish, speak spanish yeah. and so i was like he was like they don't even know english like i guess until they started going to school
2: bro you want to hear a funny story about this yes so we, we uh, you know, Charlie. I mean, really, our families are ministry families. and yeah, travel for sure. So he only teaches Spanish. They only talk Spanish. We had a drummer. Mm-hmm. Guess what Jeremiah's first English words were?
3: What I don't
2: know. Oh. Get that bread, boy.
3: <laughs> That's so funny. I thought that was so, something
2: different. No, it wasn't. But that That's I, I remember being there and I'm like, Oh, Let's go. No. Get, that bread, get boy. that bread, boy. That's hilarious. That's funny, right? So he said that. And I
0: was like, so do you guys, when you, like if you have to say something around the kids that you don't want mm-hmm. them to know, will you say it in English? And mm-hmm. here's what he said. And it was like, I was like, Oh, he was like, <laughs> well, honestly, we we don't keep, see, if we don't have anything that we can say in front of our kids, we just don't say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, they just
2: miss him. Oh, yeah. It's
0: just everything is everyone's. Yeah. And he's, so that's kind he's, of. He's to me
2: one of the best examples of just what full transparency means. Yeah. Mm. I'm serious. Like, uh, I don't know. I can talk about him for days, but yeah. like full transparency. Yeah. What it means to not just show me your strengths mm-hmm. and your victories, but show me the depths of even your sin. Yeah. How ugly
0: mm. our
2: nature, our flesh nature, can be,
0: Yeah.
2: and how healing that is. Yeah, yeah. it's a paradox because yeah. you just want to hide, you want to mm-hmm. keep it a secret, and guess what? That's called a spirit. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, this is a serious thing. Uh-huh. You know, so confession, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So those are just a few. that are takeaways from that. So I hope this is helpful to people. Sally, that oh, was can amazing. I encourage somebody okay, to do like that, though, please? Um,
2: on your own time. Mm-hmm parents please read Hebrews 12 yeah please like it talks about disciplining your kids Mm -hmm. yeah it talks um, Proverbs talks about how um, disciplining is pure it Mm -hmm. cleanses Mm -hmm. God proves
1: his love for us in the way he disciplines us yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. and I just please yeah on your own time because this is habits of the household and you can't create a habit of the household and a healthy family without discipline yeah And so often we think of that word as one way or one direction.
3: Yeah.
2: um, Or even what it means to like use a rod. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, that's for your own interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, But discipline is painful, Mm -hmm. but pain is cleansing. Yeah. You know? so I'm just saying. No, like,
0: that's good. And I want to say that, too. I feel like even as you're bringing up paper 12 I'm like, we didn't touch on a lot of scripture, but the book does that. Yeah, like yes. It, yeah, it yeah, yeah. backs that's up okay. everything with um, biblical support, scripture support. So um, definitely check it out. Habits of the Household by Justin, Justin Whitmell Early. Earle, Earle, Earle. <laughs> yes. uh, great conversation, guys. Uh, thank you so much. And next week, Alex, you're up. Oh. You're, you're bringing the topic so we're super excited about that been hearing little tidbits here and there so I'm ready to talk about it and then in two weeks we will have a special guest Uh-oh. so guys stay tuned on the overflow we hope you have a great week great weekend go listen to There's Only One and we'll see you next week bye sure you guys Thanks for listening to the Overflow podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with his goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.